For the newly indoctrinated, Jim Butcher's The Dresden Files follows the story of a professional wizard in Chicago. We've started our podcast as a way to help break down the series' most important moments, characters, and lore. This is McAnally's Dresden Files podcast by Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. Welcome to the McAnally's podcast brought to you by Free Flow Rambling. This is episode 5.15, A Gaze into the FBI. My name is Tanzan, and I'm joined by Maggie. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Thank you. And Jess. Hi. I never left. <laughs> Congratulations on being here the Sorry entire time. <laughs> Every <laughs> single episode. So far, me, not you. <laughs> so it's been a while. Been a while. Been a while. Hopefully I haven't forgotten how this worked. <laughs> Thank you, though, to the guest hosts that were on. Admirable job. No, none of you can have my job. Uh, but they were some very fun episodes to listen to. So good job all yes. around. Matt, Michael, Andreas, Jay, Amber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's quite the list. Right. Look, it took like seven people to replace me. Wait, five? How many was that? Yep, good counting. <laughs> <laughs> that is not part of my job. <laughs> no math on this show. Nope. We've already discussed that multiple times. <laughs> in, a, in a recording upload land, though, you've only been gone for like 10 episodes. Yeah, which for us was like six months, but <laughs> which right? So there you go. Now we just have to get our buffer back, so we can be ahead again. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's good to be back. We'll get this. Yeah, we got this. Oh yeah. yeah. This episode is coming out three days after Jim Butcher's birthday and two days before Harry Dresden's birthday. So for both of them, happy birthday! Happy, happy birthday, birthday, boys! Yay! Thanks. Thank you. Both of you, thank you for the podcast. It's because of both of you we have it. <laughs> Yay! Birthday <laughs> presents to us. Yeah. You. We want to send a special shout out and thank you to Mike Socks for buying us a pint on Patreon. By supporting us at this level, Mike Socks now has exclusive access to episode outtakes, our special Discord community, and even an official McAnally's podcast sticker. A huge thank you to Mike Socks for his support. If you'd also like to grab us a pitcher, pint, or sampler to get loads of fun perks and exclusive merchandise, check out our Patreon channel today. Chapter 31 Right before Denton tries to kill Harry, the two lock eyes in a soul gaze. Once the soul gaze is complete, Marcone stops the would-be execution, only to be double-crossed and captured by the FBI. Dresden finds himself in a pit with the rest of the crew, waiting for the coming of the Loop Guru. I remember the first time I ever read this, it being like a really powerful description that stuck with me. Just the way he describes Denton's soul. You know, this happy, beautiful, like, masterpiece of artwork. And then just fucking crapped on. Right. Years and years and years. And just withered away and broken. You know, like, the male children aged to, like, what was it? Weary, alcoholic. You know, like, I... um, We've got a quote here for that. The uh, that yeah, adult winos. That's what it was. That 
uh, a good man jaded by years and poisoned by the power that had taken control of him until that good man had been buried only in the filth and decay remained until the existence of a man who had once been only a bitter reminder that made the man who was now seem all the more downfallen by comparison. Mm -hmm. So yeah, right. Like he just starts off describing like this almost, you know, paradise kind of a thing, you know, like beautiful green parks and blue sky and like statues and kids running around laughing. And then just the cynicism and the toil and drudgery of a cop's life. Just right. Like you say, yeah, like the kids aged into like winos and hopeless instead of like these characters. I was just like, wow. (laughs) It reminded me um, a couple years ago, I went on a tour of Europe. And I ended up posting this picture of me at the Coliseum, and my caption was like, you know, I've been I've been building up to this moment. I've been in and out of museums across Europe for weeks now, seeing pieces of the Coliseum everywhere I go. And now uh. I get here, and I notice that this entire thing is excavated, and I wonder why I'm surprised. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like walking through Rome is just empty pedestal after empty pedestal after empty pedestal as you walk down roads and things like that, right? And they do obviously still have some amazing architecture. Yeah. And they do still have a lot of, like oh my god, this is that, and this is this, and this is... But I noticed, like, when it came down to, like, statues and things like that, they were gone. Like, you literally, it was just empty pedestals everywhere you away and put somewhere else. What is it? Took all the trees and put them in a tree museum? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So... Put up a parking lot. Yeah, they're not there anymore, but you can come over and look at them here. But yeah, exactly, Mm -hmm. right? That whole, like, like, it's here, it's whatever, but it's just not quite right. It's not quite the same. And, I mean, that's a really common theme, I think, in a lot of, like, you look at a lot of TV shows and movies and whatever, right? Uh, And he says it a lot, you know, about Murphy, and it'll come up again and again in later books, you know, about, um, like, her or her co-workers or whatever, you know, how it's like they started out, and they were like, I'm going to save the world, I'm going to be a cop, I want to be a good guy. And then you just see the crap after crap, you know, people just being miserable and horrible to each other Mm -hmm. all the time and how much you try to... The worst of society. The worst of society. And and as much as you try to help them and the ones that don't want your help, you're like, oh, no, crap. And they're like, fuck you, I don't want... You're like, well, fine, I don't want to fucking help you then, right? Like, I think it gave us a lot of sympathy, more so, or some sympathy at least, or whatever, empathy for for Denton. Mm -hmm. You know, a little bit more understanding, like, where he's coming from and how he got to this point. And exactly, as soon as someone could be like, hey, you know what? Yeah, your way, the system's not working. You know what? We'll give you a way to get the bad guys and the jerks and the idiots anyways. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Like... Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, there's a quote a couple of uh, chapters back when um, it's Denton and Ben arguing in the warehouse. Um, the garage. In the garage. And yeah, and Denton is, he's like, listen, that's not why we got into this, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, he still has just a little bit inkling there of like, you know, we're supposed to be the good guys here, but again, no, he's, he's the one grasping yeah, at straws now. Try, exactly, yeah. I was going to say he's hanging on by a thread trying to remember, like, again, we had noble aspirations like you know so many villains out there it's what is i think i think it might be in later books i think it's a quote from murphy um but saying something about like you know most people like don't go looking for power to or don't go looking to become monsters or whatever you know what i mean it's like yeah they they end up with some power and whatever, right? So whether that's, you know, political or financial or whatever, well, right? Well, it's but that it's whole like, idea, like, hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, right? We are always Road the hero hell. of our own stories. Yeah, mm-hmm. and this is it, right? So and I think that's probably why, I mean, Denton was already the leader of his team. And in order to be the leader of an FBI team, 
you've got to have some some good judgment, some self control, some right, which is sort of what gave him that team. So it also makes sense why he would be the one. I'm the alpha. T- ex- base, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very simply put, especially in this cause, exactly. He's the alpha of that group. So why they're like here, you right, and so he's trying to control right, but that's it. Is is George and. Um, um, Roger and Dane, like Ben and Wilson and Rogers and all that kind of stuff, right? Like they all succumb much quicker to it in different ways or whatever, right? Like Ben especially seems to go super Nova. Yeah, super, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She loses it entirely. Method like she, actress. She commits. She, yeah, and very much from the, right? Like I say, like she was the first one we got a hint of it, almost losing it on Murphy in chapter one. Mm-hmm. And then, like you say, back at the the garage there, she's like, come on, Denton, just give into it. Let's go. And and then here, exactly, she's one of the first oh, ones to change. And chapter go. one. I remember that. So long ago. Do We've you? done so much since then. Do you vaguely? Not you, though. That was the last time you were here. But. Hey, shush you. <laughs> hey, you made it right I, in time for the end of the I made it a cut. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the beginning and the end. I am the alpha and the omega. Okay? It's like when I did a book report in high school. I read the first chapter and the last chapter, and I was like, all right, good to go. Bullshit in between. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, right, and then, yeah, you see Wilson there towards the end, yeah, not far after her, and, and Roger and stuff like that, so yeah, so it's just, anyways, I just, I, I just remember being hit by that a lot, mm-hmm. like, it made an impression the first time I read this book, and, and it still does sort of every time we get to that scene. Well, the opener of the book itself is kind of funny in itself. Uh, the, the barrel of Denton's gun looked bigger and deeper than the national debt as it swung to bear on my face. Yeah. <laughs> I had to wonder at the time. time, who was president? And it was Bill Clinton. <laughs> I was like, I didn't think he did such a bad job. Be, you well, know. national debt is still always national debt, though. I don't, you know, when <laughs> was the last time the United America, States were out of debt? <laughs> America's been in a lot of debt for a long time. You make that joke pretty any Thank much. you, Hamilton. <laughs> it's been going a long time. Birth of a nation, all right. This is how we're going to do credit, guys. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so, well, again, that's one of the things we love about Harry, right? There's always time for a good quip or something in there. You can't just die. have to die on a funny one-liner. Well, it does say Harry was affected by his soul gaze, too. And I take it to be like, I really like, I like how Harry, like, only two books in and he's already weaponizing it. He's like, nobody (laughs) likes when they look me in the eye. (laughs) Fuck you, bitch. By myself three or four seconds. And, like, I think I've brought this up before, but, like, we don't know what he's giving up, right? So it's really, I think... But really telling when he is willing to let people know that side of him because, again, Harry doesn't know what he's telling, but we know from Marcon and from Susan and from everyone else, and as we go through the books even more, like, we know that what people are seeing is mm-hmm. that Harry is a force of some sort, I don't know. right? So far, isn't it, like, 50-50 between, like, who survives and who? It's like, I'll soul gaze you, but you're probably going to end up dead by the end of the book. <laughs> That's my point, though, is that, like, I think for Harry to decide to do it, he's given, he's very much he's been, like, like, I can give this up. You're not going to live to tell anyone. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though, is that Harry is like, you or me are both going to be dead in an hour. One or at least One you or I, it doesn't yeah. matter, right? So I think it's very telling when Harry's like, listen, what's it matter if it buys me a couple seconds? It'll be you or it'll be me. And if it's me, it doesn't matter. And if it's you, it doesn't matter, right? Exactly. And I find that a lot of the people who get a soul gaze from Harry is like, yeah, like, <laughs> one out. of us is living through the night. So I might as well get five seconds from you being traumatized by my memories yeah. or my my inner soul core print? might be yeah so, this is one of the things i'm like part of me wants to know so bad what harry's soul looks like and part of me is like dear god i hope he never ever reveals it because it'll just be one of those things that's like never it's ever. funny because up till now we've only gotten really mortals or mostly mortal yeah um, soul descriptions right because even dance that have souls sorry let me 
we've only gotten um, like random people off the street is what I mean. Like like Susan, you know, she's just really a civilian, you know, she's not magical or anything like that. Marcone is just you. a civilian. He's not magical or anything Got like you. that, right? Okay, yeah, I see what you're. Um, Agent Denton, he does have the wolf belt thing, but otherwise Which he's just like he a whatever. And up until it? the last year, he's been mostly right. Yeah. As we get into this book and he meets more humans, but who have Seriously. powers and things like that. I find that their descriptions are quite powerful, you know? Like, not to say that, like, Marcone or something doesn't have a very cool description, but I find when we get into, you know, bigger yeah. characters with bigger roles in this magical world, you get some pretty intense descriptions well, about what their soul print looks like, right? So, yeah, for Harry, it must be this, like, <sighs> universe that people for are staring into, you know? you know, listening, she just did the big, like, mind-blown hand gesture thing <laughs> with that. It's the whole... Yeah, no, um... um I was going to say with his too, like, um, everybody's like a little bit different. Like, we don't get a lot back. Like, a lot of people don't necessarily comment on exactly what. But, like, Denton here, right? He's like, you're not going to drag me into hell. And it's like. Right. His reaction is extreme. Right. You know, and things like that. It's just little pieces like that where I'm like, that's not the same thing everybody says when they meet Harry. So, right. So, it's like, what parts of you interacting with. Right. And, like, even, like, Dresden has said himself or will say. Every, like like we talked about with um, uh, Lucio and how she sees magic as sort of like um, this different sort of aura and colors and things like that, right? And different Harry, lights. Yeah, Harry mm-hmm. hasn't described, you know, it's the same thing looking at it, right? Like, you know, if Harry were to pop up in Solgaze's hands in, it's not going to look the same thing as if Lucio pops up in Solgaze's hands in and then... You know, either way, I'm Shadow cry. Man <laughs> pops up. And I was gonna say the way that both right, uh, like, your print is perceived by others and looks to others. So it's like you know, at one person you might see their favorite book, and the other person you might see their favorite movie, and the other person you might see their favorite song, and the other person you might see their favorite job, and yeah, the other like, person you might see like their family. Like everyone's got like a thing, but everyone who's looking at you is also gonna see a different thing. Like I don't know, the same way like. I interpret you as my mom and Tanzan interprets you as her friend and your mother interprets you as her daughter. It's like mm-hmm. everyone's got their own sort of their own relationship to you. Mm-hmm. And so I find that that's a little bit too with this soul gaze. It's like the imprint that you get is specific to that person, but everyone's got their own different relationship to that person, right? Yeah. And again, like I say, just even in the ways that they write, like one might, you know, sound and color and, you know, exactly like all of that, you know, like someone might look at you and be like, oh, the first thing I think about you is your blue eyes. And somebody else will look and be like, oh, the first thing I think about you is you're a reader. And somebody else is the first thing exactly, they look yeah. about you and be like, oh, it's that coworker that always leaves chips bagel on the floor. And, you know, <laughs> but, you know, not that that's a thing. <laughs> it's not a thing. It's not a thing. It's you're mixing a, a up very, stories. A very small <laughs> snippet from a prior conversation that has nothing to really, but yeah, exactly. Right. Like just, you're Mashing stories so, together. <laughs> I am. But there's just so many things that come together, right? So it just, yeah, it's one of those things I'm like, oh, I want to know what, like, deep down in the core of, like, Harry's soul. At the same time, I'm like, no, because it's probably one of those things that will, like, never, ever, 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 ever properly be described. Right. <laughs> same well, with, like, how to pronounce a, fa- a phase name. I found it name. interesting. Yes. About way. how... Because Denton starts screaming, I, I don't believe in hell, I won't let you, I won't let yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And Marcone has a response, yes, you will. And I took that there's a couple of different ways you could take this as a response to, like the first one is a response to Denton's actions as in the, the immediate, yes, you will let him live. Mm-hmm. Or this is a reaction to what Marcone has already seen in his soul gaze, like if mm-hmm. this is some kind of fate thing. I, I totally agree. I think it's a little bit like Mar- Marcone is like, listen, buddy, not up to you, but also at the same time, he's totally seeing the Helen 
Dresden. I mean, we, as, again, it, this is still very early on. If you have never read the series, you're only reading along as we go. You don't know a lot about Marcone. But knowing who Marcone is and becomes, I mean, he's a very intelligent guy and he doesn't forget anything. Like, he packs away his knowledge and he uses it, you know, at the snap of a finger, right? So I totally think that that's, like, right on Marcone's forefront of mind. Like, it's been, like... I think we ended up saying it's been like a year and a bit, but then we changed our timeline to say this is only six months later. Mm-hmm. So Marcone is only, yeah, soul gaze with him like six months ago. So I'm sure it is very fresh. And I'm sure that in this moment, he's totally knows exactly what went down between the two of them. Right. And so, it seems yeah. to me in a little bit of a way that, that Marcone is almost in his own way trying to protect Dresden mm-hmm. because he has plenty of reason, pl- plenty of opportunity to, to kill him. Both get of them. Get him out of the way. It, Harry, or sorry, Denton's not the only one who freezes in that soul gaze. Like Harry just froze too. Marcone could have clipped them both. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he could have taken both of them mm-hmm. out in that more moment and just been like, well. Yeah. But no, he let them have their romantic moment in the moonlight. <laughs> <laughs> Stare into each other's eyes across the but distance. But I don't know. Again, it makes you wonder. So with Marcone not being like, again, he's, he's, starting to get into this because again evidence sort of indicates that Marcone didn't have a lot or probably wasn't even really aware of the supernatural world before Stormfront either right mm-hmm. before and probably wouldn't really still if like Tommy Tom hadn't been sort of a random part of that supernatural murdered yeah that, yeah yeah exactly right so it could be too that again right he's not sure how all this works how's this going if he blows Dresden's head off in the middle of whatever and I mean again this is the thing too is like you said it does always take a couple of seconds so it's not like Mark Hong can be like hmm they look distracted so, oh wait they're, you know but I mean you don't know maybe he doesn't know like is, is what Dresden can do or what the ramifications will be right for all he knows if he blows Dresden's head off is at this moment you know Chicago's True, yeah. gonna go up in a mushroom cloud right like so I mean yeah it's hard to say whether there's any sort of self-preservation or again it could just be simply the fact that I mean it, while it takes a long time for those experiencing the moment to the outside it's it's only a few seconds it's, it's not a million seconds yeah, but yeah it and just, you know it's also hard to say for Marcone because even if Marcone is like I have no idea what's going on he's not going to admit it or act like it well so. no of course not that's the thing right so, yeah. you never give away what you know so but I mean yeah exactly I mean a couple of seconds or not if he was coming up on them he could easily have but even still as the as the scene goes on Marcone is like listen our deal is that you were going to bring me Harry not execute him yeah. And second of all, the deal is to like let the Luke Guru kill him. So and he I th- does still like admit like he doesn't want Dresden to die right now. Yeah. Well, again, try and cover up as much mm-hmm. evidence and things as possible. But also, I mean, we still don't know, right? Like, depending how this plays out, maybe there's still a chance. Like, well, let's see. He's been chewed up by a wolf. Maybe now he'll be more willing to come onto my side. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> also know? true. And it's like, just that analytical part of Marcone yeah, too. Yeah. If he's like, dead, he's dead. If he's not, it's better to have a man ripped to shreds by a wolf than by an FBI agent on my property. Yeah. Well, I'm like, he literally even says to him right here, like, do you even want to use your gun? Yeah. You know, like, let's leave all of this to, you know, no chances. Which, you know, also makes sense and works out well for Marcone by the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) So Denton accuses Marcone of being a treacherous scum, even though he was the one that was plotting against Marcone and about to kill Dresden instead of taking him alive. Yeah, but Marcone doesn't know that. I love that. He's like, I'm trying to kill the dude and you're stopping me. But I mean, you can tell too, like how gone Denton is in this and stuff too, right? Like just, he's furious at this. Like, oh, you do Okay, no, wait. Yeah, I still need you. I'm sorry. We're still buns, right? (laughs) (laughs) You know, like they're all just kind of getting to their, their, the peak of every, yeah, the wits ends and the whole peak of everything, right? Like they're just all 
Harry has that effect on people. Well, you know, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and I mean, like, knowing that you're all on a werewolf's hit list, a loop guru's hit list. <laughs> any, any moment. moment. Yeah, yeah, and that's it, too. He's like, if he arrives, and yeah, Marcone's like, well, we've got the uh, alarms, a.k.a. the animals, the dogs we sent out earlier, <laughs> are going ape shit. So you know what? Pretty sure he's here. Yeah. <laughs> and thank God for our furry friends and their just natural ability to detect. Boo-de-boo-de-boo. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Denton finally shows his hand and shoots Hendrix. Ooh, yes. When he just turns around, just like unloads into Hendrix. It was like, oh, what? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and just Hendrix dro- drops. Yeah, just like a felled tree. But yeah, he's just like, doesn't even have time to react in any way. He's just like literally the shots mm-hmm. like bowl him over and he's done. And it's like, what the holy. Boom, bam, um, baby, got to move this along. Yeah. And then Marcone's kind of like. Well, that was rude. And then they're like, and then, yeah, he gets b- jumped by, like, Wilson Harrison, and Rogers yeah. or Harrison. Yeah. But, yeah, I love, he's like, oh, I do love this part where Harry's like, don't trust him. He's like, oh, I think I'll, you know, do my own thing. Thanks, Dresden, like, Marcone to Dresden. He's like, I shit you not, John. He's like, what a vulgar reassurance. <laughs> Hence why he's Gentleman Johnny Marcone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Ben detains Dresden with a cruel kick to his injured shoulder. Man, poor oh God. Harry. He just wh- one kick after the other. Like, it's so how does bad. he heal? So yeah, so they all get thrown into the pit. Dresden, Marcone, Hendrick's body. Is he included in that? No, no. Okay, yeah. So they get tossed into the pit. No, because Marcone's not gonna chuck his guy down there, and Denton doesn't give a shit now. He just killed him. So yeah, whatever. But yeah, um, Marcone Tara doesn't quite get put in the pit he's yeah Tara and the elf again are down there already Murphy is down there and then Dresden so it's nice he reunites with everyone you're not dead (laughs) you're in the pit this is totally fine right yes everyone's alive Marcone is strung up over it to dangle their like bait Mm -hmm. and even Murph right he's like what he's like basically he's just so sore and so battered and so defeated and he just basically like oh this sucks and like face plants in it and Murphy has to like pick his head up out of the the, the rain water at the bottom so he doesn't drown <laughs> it's like uh hello he's like oh hey <laughs> yeah the two of them have their sort of reconciliation sort conversation. of I kind don't of know exactly bit. but I guess you're not like totally evil but I don't know if you're like good good and I always wind up in the nicest places with you Dresden I know come and huddle under my wet coat and <laughs> he's like what the fuck and then she's like yeah okay it's fucking cold out here help <laughs> Try and get a little bit, yeah. And then, and Tara's even worse. Tara's just completely, like, it doesn't matter. She's defeated. He's like, well, she we gotta see, like, maybe crushed. we can dig, like, some handholds, and it doesn't matter. We're done. He'll show up. Yeah. He's gonna kill us all. We're dead. It's like, but she's still, she's got all the alphas, like, oh, in her, like, Puppies right. in her lap. Yeah, <laughs> just, like, their heads all enough out of the water, so yeah. they're all, yeah. I know, it's kind of a sweet, it's kind of that mommy moment Mama with West, Tara. Yeah. Mama West, like, yes, but not the surrogate mother. Mm-hmm kind of a spoiler but i'm almost sad that the alphas like never talk about her again coming forward yeah like they're all just they're like anyways enough about her we've got a new leader Yay. yeah <laughs> yeah like they adopt dresden and they're like we're your friends now and it's like but what happened like guys i was gonna say you would think Cause, yeah like it does seem like a very tender like like it's not like this like woman came and like like in teen wolf you know like no spoilers if you haven't seen it because you absolutely should but the werewolf who like turns a bunch of them into well the original guy into werewolf. a werewolf 
and everyone's like, yeah, fuck that guy. He ruined our lives, right? <laughs> but in this one, they're all like, no, like, she helped us and saved us, which is much more like Derek Hale. When Derek Hale started biting people, they were all like, you saved us, because they were all, like, people with, like, a bunch of issues or, like, medical issues, right? So Derek was like, now you're a werewolf and don't have that problem, bitch. Give me a loyalty. Yeah. It was still a little bit fucked up, but at least it was, like, you know, whereas, like, the guy before Derek was just, like, biting people at random, and they're Last like, fuck you, bitch. Like, I didn't want to be a goddamn werewolf. Yeah. And giving you the option as opposed to taking right? that Right, so Tara's away. a lot more yeah. of the, like... Well, and the difference is, too, is that they have the control over it, right? Also, it's not yeah. like McFinn or your Teen Wolf wolves or whatever, right? Where exactly like, oh, you're a vampire now. I never wanted to be a vampire or you're a werewolf now. It's mm-hmm. like, well, right? Exact. They have the choice. They consented of, they, to it and they... They consented to it. They learned and they can shift in and out. Mm-hmm. At, you know what I mean? Like, that's the thing, right? It's not like, oh no, the moon's coming. I gotta, you know, Oz on Buffy. Like, lock me up, right? Yeah. So there's that advantage too where exactly it's something they're much more in control of and yeah, so something she like gave them that they can do as opposed to being like thrust upon them without... Which again makes me sad that the werewolves kind of just never talk about her again. Yeah, I have thought of that a time or two as well. You would think that exactly even if, if Butcher didn't have a place for her... Yeah, like they else? could have name dropped her. You would, it's, right? You would think once in a while, like... No, it's Thanksgiving dinner. We're all hanging out with Tara this weekend. Can't <laughs> come help you, Dresden. Right? Like, hey, yeah, we're going up to the Pacific Northwest to, for Thanksgiving. Yeah, like, you know, you know we're gonna, just something. We're going to go hang out in the woods for a while. Even, like, wink, wink, <laughs> there's you know. a, there's, this is a spoiler, but, like, <gasps> eventually... A little werewolf baby is born. They could have named Tara West Godmother. She's been like, yo, what up? Right. Or, or anything. Or even been like, oh no, Dresden, she died. This is so sad. Or like anything, you know? Like, I don't yeah. know that she yeah. dies or anything, but just No, like, but that's, yeah, that's his, like, nobody knows. Yeah, right? A little bit of a loose end. Like, yeah. Hopefully so, but although he does, you know, at the end of this, when, when Tara yeah, is yeah. taking her leave, she's like, and I was thinking about that again. I'm like, ah, boy, every time I listen to this book, I think about that too. And I was like, when are you going to go with Dresden? When are you going to go? Yeah, right? <laughs> like... It's right? funny, like Harry meets so many, um, like when you went so many people, and he gets Bigfoot. so many like uh, enemies, but also alliances in his back pocket, yeah. you know. And when we get to battleground and peace talks, allies, we see where a lot of those allies and enemies all come together, right? But there's a few along the way that he just never goes back to, and it's again, it's a lot. There's a lot going on. You can't have, you know every single person from every single episode all show up in your, like, finale. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, but I like that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should have been there. Exactly, right? <laughs> Even, like, we're going to do a short story in uh, three or four weeks. It comes out. And I, it's about, you know, Bigfoot's son. And so I was expecting Bigfoot's son to be in Peace Talks and Battleground. And spoiler, he wasn't. I was like, what the fuck? Why not? He's in Chicago. He's here. <laughs> right. What the fuck, no. Jim? Wasn't as big a player, I guess. Next book, maybe. Next book, maybe. But it's like, they're all, they're, at least Tara's like, not in Chicago. What's your excuse for this? That's <laughs> like way back when I remember, so shortly after I found out about this series and that, and like I say, right, is is he was on like the, uh, the Buffy message board and stuff like that. And I don't know if it was like on there just because I'd started looking stuff up. I have a feeling he'd popped onto there in the forum and was asking Butcher Hat or something. But um, yeah, so this would have been... Uh, because I think I want to say, like, when I went to the bookstore, I think I could, I think, um, Summer Night. So by the time I found out about it, it was a couple of books into it. By the time, like, the first audiobook was coming out, right, and stuff like that. And that's where I found out about it, all Monsters. But, yeah, I remember him popping up, like, sort of like a poll or whatever, and being like, hey, who would you like to see more of in future books? Like, Murphy or Thomas or whatever, right? And it was all like, I was like, we want to see so-and-so, we want to see so-and-so. And it's just funny, right? Like, I just, every once in a while, I think back on that, and I'll be like, was he kind of like, haha, sucker's good. That's the way I was going. So, or was it like, oh, really? They look like, hmm, let me see if I can give them a bigger role, because everybody seems to really like 
like that character like like Spike right like we talk about James Marsters in Buffy like originally he was just supposed to be the one off yeah. the one off yeah come in for for the second half of that season fuck things up and get killed and then fan favorite like right off the start so they didn't kill they still got rid of him we're like we have to go but they you know found a way later on to like bring him back and make him like a regular part of the show and something like that right so it's just like funny sometimes i think about that every once in a while I'm like some of these characters we love them like are they still around or like we love them more because like we influence that yeah we want to see more about this person we want to see more about this person or was it just like oh well thankfully that just lined up with what i wanted to do anyway so glad it was working out <laughs> i know i mean jim butcher was still early on in his career so maybe he wasn't quite as malicious and mean yet but i feel like that poll is like a trick like who do you like the most i'm going to kill yeah him. yeah <laughs> oh oh you liked oh i'm sorry he's dead yeah. <laughs> super dead <laughs> like first chapter of the next super book. super like, dead ah! yeah it's funny, um, there's another part, too, when I think we were talking about this last episode with Matt, or sorry, um, the, the episode that just came out with Matt. I guess when this one comes out, it might have been a little bit away. But we were talking about how he didn't really have a plan for Harry's love interests, and mm-hmm. Susan either. And we found that there might have been a throwaway line or two in there about Susan, about uh, her past that just never ended up coming up again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just small things like that where it's just like, I think, you know, there was certain times when, yeah, Butcher just had these... Uh, the occasional loose thread or something like that, which again, it might all come back again later. Like, as we know with these first three books, it does come back later, right? So it's like, <laughs> just because so we don't know yet. Yeah. Still some opportunity, yeah. Still some opportunity, yeah. I mean, yeah, we still got like, what, five or six more novels to go, and who knows how many short stories? Right. We're on book two. You said no, five or six? In total. Oh, like that. There's so 17 books out, and there's supposed to be like 22, 23. Another. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, yeah. Still to come yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Murphy and Dresden end up talking. Yeah, how they and thing. have a, a little bit of a sad moment there when yeah. she she says she still likes him but doesn't trust him. Yeah, like, you're like Murph, come on. <laughs> but and, yeah, and like I get again, like she does this whole thing. It's like there's too many people who are dead. My men, civilians, blah 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 blah. But as we spoke many episodes ago. This is your fault, Murphy. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. You jumped the gun way more than Harry did in well, this in this particular case. I think, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, I just... Again, we had this whole debate already about whether or not it was Harry or Murphy's fault. And mm-hmm. I think that was the episode that Andreas was here, I believe. Uh, it might have yeah, been. But yeah, and he was kind of arguing like, on Murphy's behalf, and I was arguing against her. Yeah, because And Andreas like, made a couple of good points, but at the same time, I'm just like, dude, like, Murphy, like, you're the one who. Well, like you say, right. Jump started this. You're the one that dragged this vicious, Arrested horrible ho- monster horrible, yeah. and brought him into the police station to wreak havoc and carnage. Right. And, exactly, right. You know, and yes, exactly, right. Like, I get you not really being trusted, but like, he's, like you say, at the very least, like, the circle traps and stuff back at McFinn's, like how elaborate and, exactly right, and the material right, like again, like the chalk circle ain't gonna cut it here, honey. We've got like gold, it and was fully silver, functioning and jails meant for him, right? Didn't keep jewels. Yeah, I mean, well, they they were they, tampered with. Yes. They were tampered yes, with, but yes, exactly right. right, exactly. But that whole thing is that, yeah, exactly. I'm like, yeah, uh, like you say, you could put some of the blame on. Dresden and not passing information, but at the same time or whatever, yeah, it's like, yeah, in hindsight, was that really the best choice there, Murph? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. In so foresight, like, was that really the best yeah. And again, like, I understand just being so. angry in this moment, too. Like, yeah, people are dead. Carmichael yeah. is dead. Like, I'm going to show you. I'll put the blame on anyone, right, too. Yeah. Like, I get that, but yeah, there's just a little bit, yeah, where it was just like, again, part of the reason why I never came back to reread Full Moon was just the contention between the two was just so hard to read, it you was, know? Yeah, it was. It was really tough for me mm-hmm. the first time and stuff like that, too, but... I sucked it up and went through it. It was, it was. It's like, oh, I can't talk about that either because that, but 
Yeah. I just we'll get did that. it again and again until, you know, I could <laughs> ingest it. And <laughs> just, what is it? I There's that meme or whatever like that. It's like, do you listen to music normally or do you listen to the same song 800 times in a row until you crushed all the feeling out of you and you can move on past it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, wait, that's not the normal way. <laughs> so Dresden formulates a plan and asks for help getting out of the pit. But before they can execute the plan... <laughs> The loop guru Can't get any worse. is upon them <laughs> uh, no, no, no. and recognizes no, no. Can't get Dresden. Thanks, <laughs> Murph. Yeah. yeah, had to say that. <laughs> Happy, it's worse. This concludes our episode 5.15, A Gaze into the FBI. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at freeflowrambling.com and machinalies.ca. There we have links to our other podcasts, social media, and other fun tidbits. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing, and please consider supporting us through Patreon to keep the magic alive and see more content. We are Free Flow Rambling. Conjure by it at your own risk. 